0: the words of my
1: mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
0: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95, on page 459.
1: Psalms 127 on page 505, and Psalm 130 on page 507. Except the Lord build the house, their labor is but lost that built it.
0: Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh not but in vain.
1: It is but lost labor that ye haste to rise up early, and so late take rest, and eat the bread of carefulness, for so he giveth his beloved sleep.
0: Lo, children, and the fruit of the womb, are an an inheritance and gift that cometh of the Lord.
1: Like as the arrows in the hand of the giant, even so are the young children.
0: Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate.
1: Out of the deep have I called unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice.
0: O let thine ears consider well
1: the voice of my complaint. If thou, Lord, wilt be extreme to mark what is done amiss, O Lord, who may abide it? For there is mercy with thee,
0: therefore shalt thou be feared.
1: I look for the Lord, my soul doth wait
0: for him, in his word is my trust. My soul fleeth unto the Lord before the morning watch. I say, before the morning watch.
1: O Israel, trust in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption,
0: and He shall redeem Israel from all his sins. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen.
2: Here we at the second seventh chapter of the second book of Kings. Then elisha said, "Heard the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time a seah of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two says of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians, for when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots, the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight, and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent, and ate and drank, and carried from it silver and golden clothing, and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent, and carried some from there also, and went and hid it. Then they said to one another, We are not doing right. This day is a day of good news, and we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore come, let us go, and tell the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, We went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly no one was there, not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied and the tents intact. And the gatekeepers called out, and they told it to the king's household inside. The king arose in the night and said to his servants, Let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know we are hungry, therefore they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and go into the city. And one of his servants answered and said, Please let several men take five of the remaining horses which are left in the city. Look, they may either become like all the multitude of Israel that are left in it, or indeed, I say, they may become like all the multitude of Israel left from those who are consumed. So let us send them and see. Therefore they took two chariots with horses, and the king sent them, in the direction of the Syrian army, saying, Go and see. And they went after them to the Jordan. And indeed, all the road was full of garments and weapons which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a seah of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two seahs of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate, but the people trampled him in the gate, and he died, just as the man of God had said, who spoke when the king came down to him. So it happened, just as the man of God had spoken to the king, to do two sayas of barley for a shekel, and a say of fine flour for a shekel, shall be sold tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. Then that officer answered the man of God and said, Now, look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And he had said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gate,
0: and he died. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus asks on page 11 Blessed
1: art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and
0: ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth chapter of the first letter to timothy
2: do not rebuke an older man but exhort him as a father younger men as brothers older women as mothers younger women as sisters with all purity honor widows who are really widows but if any widow has children or grandchildren let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents for this is good and acceptable before god now she, who is really a widow and left alone, trusts in God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. but she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives, and these things command that they may be blameless. But if any one does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever do not let a widow under 68 years old be taken into the number and not unless she has been the wife of one man well reported for good works if she has brought up children if she has lodged strangers if she has watched washed the saints feet if she has relieved the afflicted she has diligently followed every good work but refuse the younger widows for when they have begun to grow wanton against christ they desire to marry having condemnation because they have cast off their first faith. And besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle but gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. Therefore I desire that the younger widows marry, bear children, manage the house, give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. For some have already turned aside after Satan, If any believing man or woman has widows, let them relieve them, and
0: do not let the church be burdened, that it may relieve those who are really widows. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel,
1: for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us.
0: And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
1: O God, the creator and redeemer of all the faithful, grant unto the souls of thy servants and handmaidens the remission of all their sins, that through devout supplications they may attain the pardon they have always desired, who with the God, the Father, and the unity of the Holy Spirit liveth and reigneth God, world without end. Amen. O Almighty and most merciful God, of thy bountiful goodness, keep us, we beseech thee, from all things that may hurt us, that we, being ready both in body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish those things which thou commandest. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Almighty God, who hast knit together Thine elect in one communion and fellowship, in the mystical body of Thy Son, Christ our Lord, grant us grace so to follow Thy blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those unspeakable joys which Thou hast prepared for those who unfailingly love Thee. Through the same Thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, neither run into any kind of danger. But the law our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ,
3: our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our uh, story from Kings this morning has some echoes of a a previous story, the story of of Naaman, who was the assistant to the Syrian king, um, when there's this famine and, and Elisha Proclaims that uh, there will be a relief for the family and tomorrow. The the man upon whom the king leans says, you know, expresses disbelief, and and then the the sentence is that, um, you know, he he will he will he will see it. We won't be able to partake of it, and he gets trampled in the gate at the end of the the chapter. And this kind of a contrast with Naaman, the Syrian, who we were told. Um, that the, the king of Syria leaned on Naaman, he was his trusted assistant, much in the same manner, and and the Syrian, on the word of the of the servant girl, came to Israel seeking out the prophet, believing in his power. And this is something that Jesus brings out when he's when he's condemning the lack of faith of people who were he's preaching to the lack of faith in Israel, and he he highlights some of these people, Naaman and and the widows that that the the uh, you know the the uh, um, Gentile widows who believe in him, whereas his own people don't believe in him, and that's an, a, a sort of enduring uh, theme of this northern kingdom saga that um, God is working through first Elijah and then elisha lots of signs of God's presence of goodness, even to kings who are very wicked, and yet there's not really a repentance, there's a acceptance of the grace but a continuing on in a kind of unfaithful manner of life. And, um, you know, it, it's it, it. and this shows kind of the, the, the enduring goodness and long suffering of God desiring all to come. But, of course, giving all freedom to decide to come or not to come. And this saga of the northern kingdom here is heading to its conclusion. When the northern kingdom goes away in, in judgment at the hands of the Assyrians, we'll come to that. That story in a, in a, in a few chapters, but um, this is another way that this is just shown. And we see, consider to see how God reveals Himself to you know there were these lepers on the margin of the city. They're the ones who find the you know the the, the goods. But the the disbelief at the highest levels of of um, of the kingdom kind of cut off the kingdom from the fullness of blessings that might that might accrue to it because of the unbelief of the king and his assistants. In the in the lesson from uh, Timothy, there's this extended thing about the widows, and we have to understand that that we're we're dealing with the economic arrangements of the ancient world, where widows were particularly vulnerable. Uh, this is why you know that women in general were much more vulnerable. We, we we sometimes there's a criticism of ancient patriarchy. Women were seen as property, and were, there were there was some of that which is really you know. Real, but on the, on the other hand, a woman it, either she was she was provided for in her father's house, which she would leave by marriage into her husband's house. There weren't a lot of you know other ways to to, to make it in the ancient world, um, and so that's where prostitution was like the the way that some people just fell into default. What else are you going to do to make a living? So the idea that the church um, taking care of widows. Um, was really important thing the most vulnerable in society and we should notice it's different now um, women have access to to jobs uh, sometimes widows are, are among the wealthier because they've inherited you know for, there has 401ks and things like this and retirement plans that just weren't available in the ancient world your, your source of of sustenance was usually your labor and once your labor went away you didn't have it so um so the idea of the early church was providing for, for the most vulnerable. And all these instructions that St. Paul gives to Timothy are to make sure that if the church is going to provide sustenance for this group of people who are to be provided for, they must have certain characteristics. So this is why there, it seems that, that when they became widows, indeed, it meant they had a vow to widowhood. They weren't going to marry anymore they were old enough and they were going to devote themselves to prayer and to and to good works in the church and then the church would would commit to 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 providing for them as as people who had no other source of sustenance. But he's saying if, if it's a younger widow and she might want to remarry, she's making a vow because the church isn't going to commit to taking care of them unless they're going to fully commit to the office of this thing, unless they're really widows. So this is why, why, why St. Paul is saying if she has a family, the family should provide for her. If, She's young enough and can get married, and be, then she should do that. So he's 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 saying only the really really needy should be provided for, and then those are being provided for. They're they're offering service to the church and their prayer and the good works that they're going to do. So there's there's kind of a discipline to the order of it, and for the translation for us would be that the same kind of thing that we're always. Um, the church always has a duty to- to provide for the most vulnerable members who who have real needs, but the church shouldn't become kind of the welfare state if there's a family the family should provide for for someone there and there's always will be some accountability to that 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 the person needs to you know to to do what the person can do in terms of prayer and and labor and that's the general contours of of um of what Paul is saying to Timothy in a very different economic arrangement that that uh, there's a great concern for those in need, but it must be recipro- a reciprocal relationship where they're giving and 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 the church is, is a relationship of giving, receiving of sustenance in terms of people who are devoted to prayer and good works. So that's kind of the, the, the theme of that lesson. So a few thoughts about today's lessons.
1: We we'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we have to be cc for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it be so guided and governed by thy good spirit that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed,
0: in mind, body, or estate.
1: and by walking before Thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with Thee and the Holy Ghost be all and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Wednesday.
0: Right. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Have Goodbye. a good day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.